جمال الوجود بذكر الاله وتصفو الحياه بنور هدى السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته everyone hope you're doing well today inshallah today i wanted to discuss something that from a very very early age we understood it as kids that we weren't to go near this thing and we weren't to to consume it now with you guys i don't know how your upbringing has been but subhanallah when we're told something when we're kids and we just do it because of our parents upbringing the way they teach us and we could do this thing for 10 20 years without really realizing it and that is that we don't as muslims we don't consume pork now a lot of us went through our school ages and uh, not really known why now i remember going to like birthday parties at the age of 6 years old uh 6 7 8 years old and there was always um like you know sandwiches on on the table at kids birthday parties and i always knew not to go the pork sandwich i don't know how when you are remembered and like there was things like sausage rolls I uh, sometimes it would be beef but more you would know that they were more often than not you would know that they were pork so you would avoid you would avoid the pork. Uh why we did it just I, I guess just because our parents told us. <laughs> And subhanallah even at that age you had many opportunities to consume it but it was ingrained into our brains that this was no good and um it wasn't right. and therefore you just stayed away from it. even though you could have eaten it quite easily and nobody would have known because most of the day you're at school back then as well I'm talking about back in the 90s there wasn't such an emphasis on halal food or the understanding of the the western culture with trying to make different types of food available for vegetarians um those with religious uh, requirements As a child I didn't feel that but again I was a child so I probably wasn't looking so far into the distance maybe if I was to ask my parents maybe there was a form that went out every year to ask if the child had any dietary requirements but from a child's point of view I don't remember being the teacher asking me do you have any diet requirements um no I don't remember that so for me it's very easy to look back and be like well people at school dinners they just served you all the food they wanted and it was just like whoever wanted whatever you want to eat just go for it but this one thing is stuck with me that that we don't eat pork and that has been at least 20 years now so maybe you guys have went through the same the journey from childhood and and now you're you're teaching your kids we don't eat pork and you're not 100% sure why we don't eat pork so i put together 10 reasons i only knew like two three reasons why just generally But here we've put together 10 reasons why that inshallah will help you explain to your kids. Well, first of all, give you a fuller understanding why we don't do it. And inshallah explain to your kids uh, and the gen- generation coming up next why we we don't eat pork. And inshallah that will keep us steadfast. Uh, and and uh, subhanallah, it's amazing as well. Just because we've been brought up with this, even the smell of pork now puts puts me off. or even the sight of pork puts me off even though we have we've never really tasted it I haven't tasted it but just the smell alone and that I guess is just 20 years of being told it's it's bad it's bad it's bad it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong it's wrong the smell puts puts us off so subhanallah how that works um just re- repetition 
um, with the same message over the years, uh, and now we're just looking at it, it's just like off-putting completely. So let's go through this list, and uh, inshallah we can all benefit. So we, we get asked this question a lot in our community uh, and reverts uh, coming into the community and also from uh, non-Muslim colleagues that we have around us as well. They might ask this very simple question and we should be in a position to answer it very confidently and not in a way of putting people down and making them feel guilty, but it should be a way of making them just think um, if they agree with what we're saying, um, let them consider their own logic and maybe inshallah come back to to us later with more questions or just get most of the time when you give someone some knowledge they, they go away and digest the information and come back to you later on and inshallah it will be the seed that that brings them closer to you man inshallah so the very first reason why we don't eat pork is there there are more than 70 illnesses caused by eating pork okay for example hookworm infection diarrhea and fever which is also known as as roundworm uh, it's one of the most deadly illnesses caused by eating pork. Uh, there's also one that's more commonly known as tape, tapeworm. So these are all medical terms. But the key to all of these uh, diseases is that it's, it's a worm that lives within your skin. It goes into your intestines. Um, tapeworm, must have known about tapeworm. And more in developing countries, people get tapeworm from drinking like dirty water, for example. So this is these are the types of diseases that are within the meat of the pork as well. Uh, especially tapeworm, that gets into the blood circulation uh, and then gets into our body, turns the, the blood like filthy. And then when the blood reaches the brain, it causes things like brain damage. When it reaches the heart, it causes heart attack. And when it reaches the eye or the eyes, it causes blindness. So it's quite a dangerous illness. But what makes it even more dangerous is that it's not traceable until it's too late. So at the initial stages, it won't be identified. And then it's irreversible when you do figure out that you have it. So that's, that's pretty scary. So you don't know you've got it until it's too late, basically. So that's one of them. So that is number one. There are more than 70 illnesses caused by eating pork. Okay, number two, pork meat contains fat-building material. Okay, so that on the surface sounds okay, but when you when you read further, it says it's most it mostly contains saturated fatty acids. Okay, so which affects um, cardiovascular problems. That's what it causes hypertension, heart attacks. So this is evidence that 50% of people in the USA are suffering from hypertension. This is because the consumption rate of pork is high in the USA. So the, the, the percentage of good quality nutrition you're getting from pork is very low compared to the fatty acids. Now all foods have got some acids in it, some good parts and some bad parts to the food. But when it comes to pork, majority is fatty acids, so you're not getting any benefits from the pork so you you may hear about all different types of of diets someone can go on to get fitter and healthier such as the Aikens diet the ketogenic diet vegetarian diet vegan diet mediterranean diet paleo diet gluten-free diet weight loss diets and just many many more other types of diet but have you ever heard of someone going on a bacon diet 
Probably not, because the negative health points far outweigh the positive health benefits. So there's just no nutritional benefit in, in pork. The, you're not getting anything out of it, really, unless you really enjoy the taste, but you can substitute that with other things. All right, so that's number two. Number three, uh, it's kind of similar to the one above. It's pork is rich in fat, fatty acids as compared to other animals. So it takes longer it takes longer time to digest. So most of the nutrients remain in the undigested food and it exhausts enzymes and disturbs the digestive system as well. So the food, whatever nutrients it does have in the food, it takes so long to digest that the body is already past the digestive process of the body and you have gained very, very little nutrients at all and all you've gained is some fat, fatty acids which disturbs the the gut system. The gut system is there to digest food and pull out all the nutrients. And in this case, it bypasses that whole process. And again, you're left with not very beneficial food. Okay, number four. Uh, Quran says that, uh, this is a direct quote, uh, Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 173. Quran says that he has only forbidden to you dead animals, blood and flesh of swine and that which has been dedicated to other than Allah. But whosoever is forced by necessity, neither neither desiring it nor transgressing its limits, there is no sin upon him. Indeed, Allah is forgiving and merciful. So just to look into that verse a little bit deeper, um, some parts of it, it says that he has only forbidden to you the dead animals, blood and flesh of swine that has been dedicated to other than Allah. So being dedicated other to Allah is that food that hasn't been sacrificed according to the rules and the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that there's a sin for eating the blood or flesh of swine. And then one other part here I want to pull out is it says if from a necessity point of view, if there's a uh, a risk to your life as in there's no food you know maybe a desert island and there's only pigs around and there's no other food there's no fish there's no vegetarian options around no fruit things like that then from a necessity point of view then you're okay to eat it and and you will not be transgressing the limits of Allah and there'll be no sin upon him so that's what this uh, number four so again I'll give you the the, the reference there Chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 173. Check it out, guys, and uh, read it and listen to it as well. Okay, number 5. This is only halfway through. It seems to be already overwhelming evidence that it's not even worth it. (laughs) Already, and we're only on number 5, subhanAllah. Wow, some people will just argue the case... What what you'll find is people have one thing that they are like, oh, I don't agree with that point, so the rest of it's rubbish. So I would say, well, what about the other nine points? You know, so this number six here that we're just about to read, um, oh no, we're at number five now. Number six is the one that's a little bit, people can probably not be so happy about it. But let's go number five, number five for it. It says, pork is a contaminated animal. It eats open ground waste. Moreover, it eats its own urine and feces. It's also it also eats decaying vegetables, animal flesh, and maggots. 
So such rotten and unwanted things contain car car carcinogens hmm, that also cause cancer. Ah, uh, okay. So in other words, when someone eats pork, they're more likely to become victims of cancer. Hmm. That's that's that alone is is very powerful. Carcinogens, carcinogens. That's what how you pronounce it. Carcinogens. Wow. That alone makes it not worth it. So you're more likely to get, to get cancer if you yeah from the health benefits. So that's that's quite astonishing. I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't know that when they they're ordering their bacon sandwiches because it's just such a common practice in this country you consume things without knowing the the consequences okay number six this was very powerful this one whatever we eat has an influence on our behavior like when infants are breastfeeding they are instilled with more human with more humane characteristics than those who are bottle feeding so when infants are breastfeeding they are instilled with more humane characteristics than those who are bottle feeding. Likewise, eating pork also influences our behavior. Pork is considered to be a shameless animal. This is the only animal that invites other pigs to do zina, which is sexual intercourse, with its wife and becomes happy as a result. So eating pork instills uh, homosexuality and adultery characteristics within a human being. Wow. So this is the one that I think people will non-Muslims will probably look at this and be like, so you're telling me because I eat bacon roll and that I'm more likely to do zina or or to do um to be to to instill homosexuality or adultery characteristics. I'm more likely to go and cheat on my wife because I've eaten a bacon roll. So this one people will get offended at it and they'll be thinking, well, how is that possible? And to be honest with you, there's no stats that would would back that up that I could say that's true. But one, one thing I would say is, what is the, the, the nation that consumes bacon or pork the most? So let's just say the US. Okay, let's just say uh, United States. Now, I'm sure there's going to be more homosexual activity going on in the US just in that one country alone compared to all of the other Islamic countries or the Muslim continents put together. Now, there's no evidence for this. There's no percentages, I could say. So I don't want people to get strung up on this one point. So if someone is getting a bit sensitive on this one point, I would say, okay, bypass that. And let's look at the other nine points that we have. All right. So number seven, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us even not to touch the carcass of the pig. Even when it's already passed away, the pig is contaminated and and there's disease within its skin, on the surface of its skin, which is easily transmissible. So it's good for us just to stay clear of, of the animal, even, even in its passing. Number eight. So like humans, animal sweat, perspire to regulate body temperature and remove toxins from the body through sweat glands. But the but pork or the pig doesn't sweat. All the toxins remain in its flesh, making it more contaminated. SubhanAllah. So this is, I used to think when I go to the gym, I thought, you know, you get all sweaty and think, I think, wouldn't it be amazing 
if you just go do a sport, go to the gym, and then just were able to put your shirt on and go to work in the office or wherever, and there wouldn't be any need for a shower or any need for that. But subhanAllah, it's uh, it helps to detoxify the body, refreshing the body, the circulation and everything. It's, uh, it's a way of cleansing the body. Uh, and now when we read this, it's, and the pig itself doesn't sweat. It doesn't sweat. And then on top of that, it rolls around in mud and things like that. So it's just not clean at all, if you think about it. It's not clean. And even if you wash it, it's still within the skin. All these toxins, like it says here, it doesn't sweat. So all the toxins are within the skin. So that, again, is just another indication of the the effects and the cause of where, where all this contamination comes from. It's, it's not sweating it out. So it's a huge blessing that we're able to sweat. So I won't look at sweat <laughs> negatively again. Anytime I sweat, I'll be I'll be welcoming it on. <laughs> I'll be looking to sweat even more in future. So that's number eight. Okay, number nine. This one's also very, uh, this is very interesting as well. There's no ideal temperature found to kill all the bacteria sto- stored in pork flesh. Even if the pork is cooked well, the bacteria within it doesn't die and causes many other diseases. Wow. So the bacteria in, yes, the bacteria in the skin does not die even when it's cooked. Wow, so that that's why. Well, now I'm, I'm going to be looking at pork even more disgusted when I see a bacon, a ration of bacon or a strip of bacon and people, oh, even the smell, oh, it's putting me off already. But now that I know all these facts, it's just, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, number 10, guys. Number 10, number 10. Okay. Some farmers keep pigs as their pets to protect their farms, especially from snakes. This is because snake snake bites don't affect pigs, but the poisonous venom enters the body, causes damage to those whom consume it. Mm. Okay, so the pig is like immune. This pig is like a super being. It's not affected. However, it just transfers. It just basically stores up all all the toxins. What I'm getting from from this is it just stores up all the toxins um, as a breathing and walking kind of bin. It eats all this rubbish, takes all the snake venom, everything, keeps it sweat in its body, and then passes it on to us through 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 bacon sandwiches, basically. Um, our beloved Prophet was sent as a mercy to mankind to convey the teaching of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Islam has stressed upon the prohibit- prohibition of pork. So those who eat pork are committing sin and also putting their health at risk. SubhanAllah. So even if you want practice in Islam, even if you want wanted to be a Muslim, just reading this article, listening to, to the points that I've just went through right now, that will make you think twice about consuming pork. Even if it wasn't from a religious point of view, it's just so not w- worthy of of your consumption. When there's so many other beautiful fruit, veg, meats available that are more, that are cleaner, more beneficial from a health point of view, and then the, you wonder why bacon um, in the Western culture is so readily offered and available. It must be, I've not done my research on this, but it must be a cheaper alternative to to other meats. 
Um, but I've never, I literally do not know the price of a, a bacon sandwich. So I couldn't compare it. Or, I don't know, a bacon, do you have bacon burgers? Or a bacon roll? It must be really cheap at wholesale to buy it. And that's why for the consumer, when they pay, I don't know, £2 or $2 for a roll, there must be some good profit margin or something going on with it. Because if it's not so beneficial, what is the point in eating it other than it's it's, it's a cheap alternative? Other than that, I would rather have like a, a chicken sandwich or or a beef sandwich or something like that. It's got a bit more nutrition. So now that we've understood why porcus is not allowed in Islam and how it's considered impure, as Muslims we have a choice here. We can abide by the rules of the Quran and the Sunnah or we can choose to ignore it, but therefore we're not practicing any part of the religion. We're gaining a sin. Um, so like I said, even if it wasn't from a religious point of view, purely just from a health point of view, eating bacon just does not make sense. And I would love um, to to get feedback or, or have um, someone on the show that could maybe argue the other side of it. It would be very interesting. Maybe I should research this online. But to be honest, when you research it online, you're just getting a whole load, load of trolls. I would love to get, I don't know, maybe a health professional or somebody who's a real advocate of eating pork. And it'd be very interesting to see how they could maybe give us 10 benefits of eating pork, if that even exists. That would be, that'd be exciting. That would be like super beneficial to see 10 benefits of eating pork, what that would look like. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this um, podcast. I've really enjoyed it, as you can tell. I've learned a lot. And yeah, now we, we have, we're full of knowledge we can go share with our kids, our colleagues, why we don't eat pork. So when someone says, why don't you eat pork? We don't just say, no, because Quran and Sunnah said, and they'll be like, what, what is this Quran? What is this Sunnah? That, you know, that's not a full answer for a non-Muslim. They, they want to know like facts. So now you've got, you guys have got 10 of them here. And I will post these on the, the show notes as well, guys, as well. There'll be links. It'll take us. Uh, it'll take you to our website. It'll take you to uh, our blog post, and you'll be able to, to read everything again, inshallah. So we'll speak next time. Until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. <laughs>